Are the mics working? Dude, oh my god, this is so botched. Welcome back to the Botch Pod, the worst podcast in the world. Our guest today, we've been we've been chasing after him a long time. Yeah, he's a super hard guy to reach. He's super busy. I seen you in a while. Nonstop. I feel like you guys say that every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, About we, everyone. We said that for Nick, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Adam Kellerman, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thanks for having me. Like you haven't seen him a million times already. I've seen quite a few. Quite a few. All right, so for the people that don't know you, introduce yourself a little bit. Uh, my name is Adam Kellerman, and I am so hard to like pick a title. I am yeah. uh, an artist of sorts and a serial entrepreneur. Um, that's pretty much it. It depends on the day of the week, I guess. What kind of cereal do you make? <laughs> Only, you the <laughs> Only the best. Only the best cereal. Only the best. That's facts, though. I was wondering if you said cereal. <laughs> I'm like, did you just say cereal artist no, or something? Cereal. S cereal with an S. How's it, sp- how's it spelled? S E R I A L. Is that how you spell yeah. it? Yeah, that's how you spell it. Come on, guys. This is like a fourth grade vocabulary word there. That guy passed fourth grade, Adam? No, I know. Yeah, we've been waiting on this one for a while. Adam keeps blowing us off, so. We finally got him locked, guys. <laughs> we're joking, we're joking, we're joking. If you, got, if you guys don't know, Adam is kind enough to let us use his studio. This brand new massive studio that we're sitting in right now. You see the big backdrop behind Probably me. the last 10 episodes. Last 10, yes. Or so I've been in here. At least just 10. Yeah. Different spots all around we've just been using, but eventually we're going to have our own little section that most of the episodes will be in. Um, Coming soon. Hell yeah, real soon. Sooner than later. So how uh I don't even I don't even know where to start with you, dude. No I've shit. known you for so long, dude. I it's know. like I don't even know where to where start. But sometimes start? I don't know where to start either. People ask me, like, oh, how'd you get into this or that? And I'm like, fuck. Okay, let's keep it simple. Let me wait, wait, wait. I want to start first, real quick. Adam gave me my first internship. I did. Wow. Wow. I did, did I you, you didn't that. know that? I did know that, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I did. During college, my first and only internship, which is kind of crazy. How old are you? I'm 29. It's just See. fucking crazy, bro. I'm going to be, like, it's so, I feel like it's so weird coming out of your 20s and, like, and then I'm going to be 30 and it's like, fuck, now I'm going to be 30? Like, that sucks, you know? <laughs> like, I don't want to be 30. <laughs> I'll give you that. You're not, like, most average 30-year-olds, though. Yeah. So, I mean, you got that going for you. Which is great, but it's just, like, still mentally, I just, like, think about it. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to be 30, and it's just fucking weird. It's weird, isn't it? I it's, still feel like I'm 12. Right. That's what I mean. It's funny, because I was just having this conversation with someone, and they were saying, uh, it was an older guy, and he was saying that he's in his 60s, and he's like, I still feel 21. Like, I feel like the mindset from, like, 20 to 60, like, your mindset doesn't really I'm sure it does, but, like, you still feel, like, young all the time, right. even though you're not. But it's just so weird. I'm like, I wonder when the changing point is going to be for me. Like, when am I going to start to feel like I'm not 21 anymore? Or, like, I, not 18? I've been 18. feeling that lately. 
I get you it. Know? I bet when you have kids, if you, if you do. For sure. That's going to be a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. You think even then, I, I feel like I'll be more childish than them. Right, though? That's right? what I'm thinking, too, is that, like, they're going to, you know, I'm going to want to be a little kid again. Yeah, like, I'm going to do all little kid things now. You got to get on the same level. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's just like life is boring. I don't know. I don't think I'll ever grow up. I, th- I don't think any oh, of us No, will. you definitely won't. I doubt it. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, too, I hope man. I don't, at least. I don't want to grow up. Who the hell wants to get old, wrinkly, and tell people to get off their lawn? Yeah, no. Not me. I'm good. I don't think he does either. You don't? You no. don't? No, fuck all that. You just can't get grumpy and miserable, because like, that's when you get old, is when you turn miserable, you know? I feel like we just grew up in like a different generation and a different era, whereas like older people that are older now, like they're like good with like being old people. Like they're yeah. cool with it, know you, you know mean. what I mean? And like, I feel like when we grow up, we're gonna be like, "Fuck that! I don't want to be an old person." The internet changed so much. Yeah, shit. that's oh, what yeah. it really all comes back to: For is the sure. internet. I feel all the access to the whole world we have now. Yeah. Like, they didn't even have access to like the whole world when you think about it like that. I mean, you did with like yeah, newspapers yeah. and books and shit, but now I can just like type in what something looks like in Google and just know like yep. in the next two seconds. Dude, I was just watching a documentary. The Woodstock 99 documentary and I was watching it thinking in my head like they they had no social media or anything back then and I couldn't imagine if like something like that happened now like how much different it would have been for the whole experience and just oh, like yeah. everything those people would have been canceled immediately I was like, think about Travis Scott yeah like yeah I right. feel like that was like Travis wasn't even half as bad as Woodstock was Woodstock was Bro, they burned the place to yes, the ground. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, like, they literally lit it on fire yeah. and, like, watched it burn. <laughs> it's so crazy. Dude, I wish I could have been there. Though. Like, that <laughs> shit would never happen now. No. Never. No. Never. Like, n- no, there's not even, like, a conceivable, like, sense I could even come up with to, uh, like, no. They would shut that shit down so fast. It so would quick. never get half as far as it did in 99. It's crazy. As soon as that, like, first fire was lit and, like, people really started being Oh, yeah, it would have been over. Everyone, they would have made everyone get out. It would have been over. Yeah. I don't crazy. know, though. Look at, like, Oregon and stuff. Yeah, but that's so different because <laughs> it's, like, political and shit. And you have, like, a whole I know, movement of people. They took this over a whole people. fucking city the and they couldn't is, shut that down. Yeah, but, like, Yeah, I mean, that's true, though. And, like, all the BLM, like, riots and stuff, that yeah, is true. Like, it people, is. people are going hard for that. that. Yeah. So, never know. Zach, you just want to do me a favor, and I'm a loser... Um, just make sure that is recording, just because I have anxiety. No, no, that one right there. But yeah, we can keep going. <laughs> it's the Bosch Pod, dude. I don't, I don't trust you. I don't trust so myself I'm gonna wait, either. I'm gonna wait. But I know, I know it is. Okay, I knew it was. See, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I was about to on. say, bro, if that was not recording. <laughs> no, I just I I sat there for. You ever like? All right. You ever have, like, the stove running or, like, water running or, or something happening and, like, you're, like, moving too fast, thinking about too many things, but you know, like, you did it, but then, like, you have to double check it? That's what just happened to me. Always. I do the same thing with my camera in recording, like, all the time. <laughs> I can tell you you're recording right now. Yeah, mine has a big re- red light on it, it so does. we're good. Oh, you got the light, too, so you can yep. see. Yeah, yep. that one doesn't. God damn it, I need a re- fucking red light. <laughs> need something. I need a lot of things. <laughs> but let's get into it. Okay, Adam. I met you. Fuck, I was in college. I don't even know. I don't know when I met you. I think 2016, maybe. What are we in? 22? 
So that'd be six years ago. Yeah. So probably right about that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, was that before or after um, my cousin vintage? I mean, the cellar has been open for six years. Yeah, so okay. as soon so as I, it opened, that's when I feel I, like that's yeah. when I met you guys pretty much, is like yeah. right when the shop like. Because I remember meeting you at my cousin one time, yep. and then you went off on your own branch, and then you started, which I learned from you, you used to do, but you started again selling just strictly off of Instagram, like reselling stuff. Yeah. And so I went and picked something up from you one time, and then you told me about you opening the, sto- the cellar, and then I was like, yeah, okay. So, yeah, all around that time. It's crazy. Time. It's crazy how much happens in six years. <clears throat> like, it's not even that, It's not even that much time, you know? I'm sitting here, and that feels like it was yesterday, and I'll just, like, look around you now. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, shit. It is crazy, man. So, That's why I'm pumped to have you on. Honestly, you were you were there so much, and I was there so much. I feel like we were probably there at the same time. We didn't even know each other. Hundred percent. Because you, like you look like a douchebag. No offense. Like I look like. What do I look like? I look like like, like nobody's intimidated by me. Like nobody <laughs> on earth. Like I just like kind of look like oh there's that kid. But you you always walk around with like. A, you always I, have this. Yeah, I have a resting bitch face. You do big time. Every picture you're. I would in, agree. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's every picture, and there's me always just fucking. <laughs> my teeth are fucking hanging out because I'm smiling so much. Because if I smile, I look fucking stone. I'm like, you just gotta embrace it. Tell people you are. Yeah. Fuck it. I know. Anyway, but yes, <laughs> the cellar. <laughs> the cellar. So the cellar. How how is the new shop going? Good. The new Good shop so is great, man. It's uh, I. We needed to move so bad because the old building that we were in was like falling apart. And it was just not working for us anymore. And ideally, we wanted to move to a bigger space because we needed the room. And so the new spot is slightly bigger, um, but it's not as big as we needed. And, like, I almost wish I waited a little bit and didn't get the spot that we got and waited to get something a little bit bigger. But we didn't, and so we're there, and it's great. It's still really great. I just wish... I feel like I'm always going to be like that, though. Always wishing that we had something a little bit more, a little bit bigger, a little bit better. You know what I mean? So, like, I just got to be happy with what I what I got every once in a while. But the the shop is great. Everything is great there. It get, gets better every year, so I I can't complain. That's good. Business yeah. is booming. Obviously, it has to be booming. If you like, I mean, there's like a lot of significant different changes, like just compared from shop to shop. Like, if you guys are from Buffalo, you definitely know. You've been to the cellar. You know what the cellar is. You wouldn't be watching this, <laughs> but um, like I like like my favorite new part about it. There's not that big wall when you walk in on the right. Yep. Like that thing. Like I. Just, I know. I feel like that's what. So to be honest, I actually didn't want to put that wall in, and my business partner, we like won't do anything unless we both agree to it 100. percent I didn't want it. He wanted it. So I, we were like, all right, whatever. I eventually caved and was like, we'll do it. It's just not practical for, like, the amount of shoes that we have. We have so many shoes, and, like, spacing them out on a wall where they're all sideways takes up so much more space than if we put shelves up and we angled them slightly. You'd be able to fit, like, double or triple the amount of shoes in one row. So I wanted to do something that was more practical that could fit more shoes, but it doesn't look as nice. And I feel like a huge draw and like the first thing people do when they walk in the store is they look over at that wall and like their eyes light up or they go right to it. Like that's the first thing they want to do. It just looks, looks appealing, you know? Yeah. 
So I'm glad we did it, but yeah, I was against it at first. <laughs> I like the uh, glass pane. The, like you, you can see more from the outside too. Yeah, it's just more aesthetically pleasing. For like, sure, damn, I love the windows. You can see in. You're like, oh shit. There's no questioning if you want to go in there. Like if you're into sneakers and you're just walking by, you don't even know about it. You have to go in. I feel right. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. And compared to the old spot, it was like going into a basement. That's yeah, where we like came up with the name for the cellar. Yeah. Steps down. Yeah. yeah. Steps you like. Bust my head. When you I finally put trip. that together. I'm like, damn, that was smart as fuck. <laughs> I used to almost fall so much on those oh, yeah. in the winter. Those stairs were treacherous, <laughs> especially in the winter, dude. They would get all wet and slippery. It was like some old tile like stairs. They were awful. But I'm so, so happy to be out of that place. It was, was it like a big difference financially? Because um, it's on the same street. It's on the same street and like it's roughly like the new spot is a little bit bigger, but Financially, it wasn't, like, too crazy of a jump to the new spot. Like, in terms of, like, rent and whatever, it wasn't too crazy. But we did bring on, like, full-time security and, like, a couple more employees at the new location. So there were more expenses there. Just trying to make it... We're trying... The main goal is just to give customers a better experience, right? Like, that's what anyone does with any business that they have. You always want to give your customer the best experience possible. So that was a huge part of why we did it. And just like paying more people to be there, paying security to be there, like everything, it's all just like adding to the customer experience at the end of the day, which is always going to end up costing more money. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But now it like pretty much runs itself, right? Pretty much. That's why I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to do other projects and work on other things and follow other passions that I have, like the studio and, you know, whatever else comes up. But yeah, I mean, we have a few guys there now that are there every day. Um, the store pretty much runs itself. I mean, we're in constant communication all day. We have a group chat, anything that comes in or out, it goes through the group chat first, has to get approved by either me or my business partner. And we kind of run it like that from afar, but we have weekly meetings there every week. So we all get together and meet and, you know, I'm always like popping in and out, checking on things or dropping off shipping labels or helping with this or helping with that. So I'm still super involved in like the day to day and still pay attention a hundred percent. I'm not like fully hands off. I don't think I ever could be. It would just feel weird and like wrong. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have to be there from 12 to 8 p.m. anymore like I did the first two and a half years, three years that we were open. It was, like, every day, 12 to 8. It was just... It gives you time for more hobbies and shit, though? Yeah. It was just that. so much. That, like, that's, like, a tough position to fill, too. Oh, yeah. Incredibly tough. Yeah, did I mean, you have to, like, search for employees, or did you always have people coming up and... I mean, we just... It's more so, like people that came into the store often or that we did a lot of business with um that's kind of how we end up finding our employees like we get people that come in all the time asking if they can fill out an application or if we're hiring we don't really hire like uh the traditional way we don't we don't just like put a post up or like take open applications or whatever it's more so like there's a big trust factor involved um, we really have to like trust the people that we work for. So it, we kind of have to have some sort of 
baseline relationship before I would just hire somebody, you know? Right. I yeah. feel like you get that all the time, too, though. Like so people often. coming in. Like, all the time. I, I mean, I, I get, it's nothing against the people who do. Like, shit. <laughs> I mean, honestly, no, like, me being even younger. Even just for them, for them to be, even be good at that spot, though, is that's a the totally thing. different thing. Yeah. But that's why he's saying, like, you got to know, like, yeah. you got to have that relationship. Well, you yeah, so they do. it's twofold, like you're saying. So there has to be that baseline trust. We have to know you. It can't just be a random person. But then also, you have to know your shit. You have to know the market, know what's going on. You have to keep up with all the trends and all the prices. Prices change daily, hourly, whatever. So it's important that you're super passionate about, you know, the streetwear industry and sneakers and everything and that you pay attention to it constantly because of how often it changes and, you know, you got to really know your stuff. And you're, you're buying things from people every day with my money, my business partner's money. So... You can't really be fucking up there because then you're costing us money and that's not going to work for us. Like, you really have to kind of know what you're doing, you yeah. know? It's tough. Definitely. It's, a, it's it got to yeah. be like a... Was it scary? Your first, like, oh, when my you God. First really, really, Dude, like, I was realizing so... I was going to rewind. Like, what did you do before, too? You can get into that. Because I already know, but for the people. Yeah, like, before we had people... I mean, I was there every single day, Monday through Sunday, pretty much, open to close. My business partner at the time was finishing college. So he was, you know, neck deep in books and, you know, whatever else he was doing and working and working at school constantly. So I was there a lot. But then after he finished college, we kind of flip-flopped and he started being there more and I started kind of doing something else for a little while and taking a little bit of time away because I just spent so much time. And we kind of just played that game for a while where like he would put in a lot of time, then I would put in a lot of time. He would put in a lot of time, I would put in a lot of time um, until it got to a point where we were able to bring in some other people and we were both able to do our own thing a little bit. He's he's an accountant also. He's a CPA, I believe. So he has a full-time normal job that he makes great money at. Um, so he's working a normal job every day. And now having our employees, we can make that happen. But yeah, hiring the first employee or the first person that was there, it was not a fun experience for me at least. It's just <laughs> tough. Like, when you build something like that from the ground up and you put so much into it and like I knew every aspect of the business besides like the money part because that was my business partner. He took care of all the money and our spending and all of that. That's like my least favorite thing to do. Um, but then to like even like the Instagram, like logging somebody else into the Instagram to be able to like post every day, like giving that up just felt like it's like. I don't know, like a kick in the stomach almost. Just I like couldn't was, imagine something like that. Yeah, it was tough to do. But after a little while, I get comfortable with it. And now I'm like, who wants to help? Here's the Instagram. <laughs> like, you, you could have it. You could have it. You know, like, yeah. the more help, the better. I think as I've gotten older, I've realized that, like, I can't do everything by myself. And that having a really good team of people around me will make any business that I'm a part of so much better than it could be if it was just like me holding on to control of like everything that was going on, right. you know? Makes Gotta sense. Like delegate. Yeah, definitely. Delegate. 
It's like the hardest thing to do. It's like the biggest, the biggest word in like for owning a business. And if it's something that like does well and is busy all the time, delegating is like the most important thing you could ever do. But it is tough. Definitely. I feel like at the, at the old shop, at least I was, I asked someone, I don't remember who it was, but I asked someone to look on Shopify. I had the most orders. Oh yeah. You did. You were shop. one of our biggest customers for a while there. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like tens of thousands. Holy. Yeah. I don't know about tens Fuck. of thousands. I think if you look, if we pulled up your customer profile right now, I think it'd almost be 20,000 or more of like <laughs> li- lifetime spend. And that's not including like shit that we probably did on the side and cash or whatever. You know what I mean? So. Well, yeah, dude, during COVID, like during the lockdown, I was there every single day. I had nothing to do, and I was. How did that affect you? I was selling so many shoes online. Like I was, I was just taking your shoes, going home, cleaning them, listing them online. They would sell, and I would just go back the next day. Yep. (laughs) People can do that. For all the people watching this, it's possible. You can do it. We, I mean, I feel like we used to have really good prices at the old shop and like when we first started because we were really trying to get people in and like that was part of our like business model was just like you know really really good prices and like volume was was kind of like the the business model just turn shit over as quick as possible whereas now we're a little bit more established and we don't have to do that so much anymore we can kind of like not be as competitive with our pricing and, you know, if something sits in the shop for a couple weeks, like, it's not, not a big deal. You know, we didn't really have the money to let things sit around for weeks before. We were always chasing paying rent and paying our bills and everything else and buying new inventory. So we kind of had to turn things over quick. What kind of margins were you guys normally aiming for? I mean, we like to double on everything. But that obviously does not happen. I mean, ideally, we like to double on everything, especially if it's something used. Like, yeah, we we try to double on everything, but that doesn't always happen. And, like, especially with brand new stuff, like, sometimes we'll take lower margins on things just to have them because then it gets people in the door. And they're like, oh, you know, whenever there's a new release that comes out, they have them. So I'll just always plan on going there. So then we kind of always get that repeat business, even though the margin isn't as high. So I guess it's like somewhat of a volume play. But yeah, I mean, all said and done, like after paying employees and security and bills and overhead and everything, like, you know, if we're making like 30% of like our gross, that's great. It's you not know, bad for 30, 40 percent too. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's tough, man. It's tough. People think like you open a sneaker store and you are just immediately making so much money because they see know. so many things go in and out the door, in and out the door. But it's like we could on a Tuesday spend $10,000 on buying new shit that people bring in and only sell $4,000 worth of stuff that day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, that's a, that's a consistent thing. Like, that happens often. Some days we buy more than we sell. So yeah. it's tough. Did COVID really fuck with you at all? Honestly, like, we should have closed. And, oh, like, okay. we said we were closed, but, like, we weren't actually, like, closed. Like, we set appointment only. 
but like if someone pulled up like we were there so we would let people in and right. you know what i mean we we definitely closed for a little bit like when it was like really at its peak and like everybody was closing and whatever you know we closed for for like a week or two maybe maybe longer okay. i can't really remember but um it didn't really affect us like too much you had the online shop running though, right? Yeah, and I mean, we do a lot online, like a lot. And that's a huge part of our business because Buffalo is only so big. You can only do so much. You can only sell so many pairs of shoes in Buffalo. So that's like one thing that we're really focusing on lately is just our online growth and online sales because that's like the next step right. is just getting as big online as possible. I mean, I remember you like lining up at like 1130 but everyone had to be five feet apart. Oh, yeah. There oh, was during only, COVID? There was only one person allowed in the store at a time. Yep. Yeah. Oh, damn. I'm yeah, sure we actually, definitely I mean, did that. You guys were, I mean, following the rules. Like, yeah, we were trying, yeah, yeah, to follow the rules for sure. We always try to follow the rules. We might bend them a little bit, but we definitely try and follow them yeah, as much as possible. It. I think everyone bends the rules. Anybody that yeah. owns a business tries to bend Hell the rules. Yeah. You have yeah. to, man, especially in New York State because, like, Oh, yeah. You're never getting by. You're never making anything happen. You're never going to make it work unless you find the loopholes and whatever you can to to make more money. You know? 100%. We get fucked on taxes. I was going to say, you guys guys deal with that well, but. I mean, luckily, my business partner is an accountant. Right, like you were saying, so you don't really need to deal with that much? So, like, I don't personally deal with it. I know we do have to deal with it, but I know that he's very good at his job. So, you know. If I wanted to open a business, like, anything, like, that would just, the numbers game and everything. Like, I I feel like I could run, like, a pretty smooth business. But, like, when you bring numbers and all that shit into it, like, someone needs to run that for It's crazy. Yeah, like, even, like, my fiancé opened a salon like two years ago now and I kind of helped her get things off the ground with it and and get the ball rolling and she she honestly shocked me and she really took it from there and like did her thing and she's killing it but seeing her trying to figure out like the taxes and like the different things for her business I'm like man it's just so crazy and like paying an accountant to do it like we don't I'm lucky enough that I don't have to pay an accountant right. because I have one in house but say, then nice. <laughs> like seeing her business and being a part of that and like she has to hire an accountant and pay all this money and deal with all that everything that goes along with it you know and she likes to do things more by the book so yeah you know it's just a different perspective i guess definitely verging or do you guys something else Looks like you're going to say something. A verging subject, so, so like, you're not just into the sneaker or hype business or whatever, streetwear business, whatever it is. You've since gone forward and beyond. And, I mean, I feel like in a couple of years, it's incredible how much you've turned or, like, I mean, the fastest turnaround of anybody. Because, like, when I first met you, you knew little to none about video or photography or cameras in general. And like now sitting here, like what what was it like? It was like five years ago. Yeah. Now sitting here, I feel like this man is the expert. At it. Like if I have any questions, I go to him or Nick or but like just the whole team you've assembled. Like you've yeah. gone so far in that realm in that world. I don't even know how you have time for it, especially now just talking about the business and everything that you yeah. also run. But that shit, like, what made you want to? What was the first drive behind it? Like wanting to get into it? I think like. When I opened the store, 
we needed pictures, right? Yeah. So, like, I got a camera. I think I actually had a camera before that. And, like, when I was doing, like, my Instagram business, like, selling shoes and clothes and stuff, I was using, like, a nicer camera to, like, take those pictures. And I enjoyed, like, photography and, like, taking cool pictures, but I never really did too much with it. Um, and then as the store progressed we needed more pictures and more content and whatever. So I kind of picked up the camera again and started playing around with it. And I just got like really into it. Like I really loved, especially making videos. Like I just really loved making like short, like cool videos. And it all started with the store, like doing stuff for the shop. And uh, it, it just really like snowballed like so fast. And when I like like something, I fall in love with it like I'm obsessed with it I obsess over it and I just go after it a hundred percent I put all of my effort into it until I've like mastered it and I feel good about it so I think that that's what I did with video is just as soon as I like knew that I wanted to get into it I was like okay it's go time let's go I just put a thousand percent into it went as hard as I could got as many clients like I really wasn't even trying to get clients. I was just trying to make cool videos. And then people started offering to pay me to make videos for them. And I was like, oh, shit, I might actually, like, have something here. Even then, like, I didn't think that it was going to be this, you know? Right. Like, I never would have thought in a million years, like, two years ago, if you would have asked me, three years ago, if I would be in a giant 11,000-square-foot studio like this, like, running a huge business out of it, I would have been like, you're fucking crazy there's no way like that would that would have been like a dream to me like it's crazy this place is literally like a dream come true for like exactly what I wanted in terms of a studio and and the way that we're doing things here it's crazy that's crazy, crazy how you got into it so we got we got a surprise visitor <laughs> lay down you laid down so you gotta go he's out for <laughs> we can take a break if he's gotta he's go out right. or something <laughs> All right, we're straight. Yeah, he's um, good. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? Let me. Yeah. Let me do that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, do what you gotta. Yeah, let's talk about that quick. All right, we're back. Dex had <laughs> back to go out because he's a good old boy. Pee break. All right. So you were just we'll talking about off of the camera cars, and I know nothing about them. But you said you have something, and you have no room for it. Didn't you have a truck? Like, what was like? Why? Why did you go after the? Yeah, like I, I had trucks my whole life, so. A lot of people don't know this, but like I had a snow plowing business for a few years that I did. Um, and I worked construction before I had the store. Um, so I always drove pickup trucks because it just made sense. And then I was, uh, I was like almost going through like a midlife crisis moment, not midlife, but I had like broken up with my girlfriend at the time and like was moving and like all this shit. And I was like, fuck it, I'm getting a new car. And, like, took my truck, traded it in, like, got this Cadillac ATS, like, this, it almost looks like a little Batmobile, like, car, and I was so pumped about it, and I've literally regretted it every day since. I fucking hate <laughs> really? that thing. It's just, like, I always had a truck, forever. And I'm the type of person where, like, if I'm driving down the street and someone's throwing away a dope-ass couch... I'm picking it up and I'm throwing it in the car. I you feel know? like you're the dude who needs a truck. Yes. Like that's you. Yes. And, like you're always doing so much here. Exactly. <laughs> and like, I cannot do that with a car. What am I going to strap it to the hood, the roof? You know what I mean? Hey, so it's a theory. <laughs> I don't know if it would work right. too well. So 
Dexter, go on. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just like I, I just cannot wait to get another truck. I've been planning on getting a truck um, again soon. I just have low-key been waiting because I might get an electric one. Ooh. So I'm just debating okay. whether which one I want to get. Talk about the Cybertruck? Not the Cyber. I would love to have the Cybertruck. I think it would be cool, but I also just think it's a little excessive. Which one? What's excessive about it? The, the Colorado <laughs> one? That's. I think I'm... I So, like, back in the day, I used to have, like, a Ram 2500, an F-250 Super Duty, a Silverado. Yeah, you had a Silverado when I knew Yeah, that. yeah. Like, so back, I had, like, a bunch then. of, like, big boy trucks. Not, like, okay. nothing little, you know? And then uh, now, I'm like, I don't... I don't snow plow i don't tow anything anymore so like i don't really need a full-size pickup anymore i just right. need a little guy so i really love the new colorados and i think i would like to get one of those but they okay. don't make electric ones and i would like to get electric because i think that they are though soon i'm sure that they are i saw a commercial yeah, I'm sure yeah. there's a it was the um they did a remake of the, like sopranos with um What's her face? The daughter. Yeah, I saw it. Driving uh, yeah. During the Super Bowl, yeah. Fuck, mm-hmm. What's her name? That's going to bug me now. The I daughter in Sopranos. What is her name? What's her name in the show? Audrey? No. Come on, it's your uh, favorite show. I know. It's like one of my favorite shows, too, and I I'm, can't think I've, of her honestly, name. Honestly, I can start with an A? I feel like it starts with an R. It's like row. Not like Meadow. Weird. Meadow. That's, that's what, what it is. is. I knew I was close. I can sit here and tell it's you meadow. I have not seen one full episode of The Sopranos. You're no. bugging. You should watch it all. <laughs> You're fucking it's a great bugging. show. AJ was in it too. In that commercial, I mean. Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, what's his name? Gandolfini. Yeah, Gandolfini's. Yeah. A bunch of them died. It's crazy. Yeah, the one dude just Paul died. I just think. died. Yeah crazy i mean they're getting old now they were old in the show yeah so what's the drive behind the electric i just so like i'm not like an environmentalist person i'm not really concerned about any of that i just think that that's the direction that we're headed and that everyone is eventually going to convert so i personally like to get on things before everybody else does it yeah so That's why. That's mainly why I want to do it. We have the same take as me because that's honestly it. Yeah, uh, like I'm not I'm like not a big environment guy, but no, I, I think just, it'd also be pretty fucking cool to have one of them. That's what I mean. You I know? think it'd be sweet. I, mean, I know you've been in one, right? You've been in le- some oh, electric yeah. cars. Yeah, I've been just in a couple. Just the pickup on them, damn thing, like they're quick. That is so cool. Yeah, I've they're never so- been in an electric truck though. No, me either. Uh, there's not very many of them out there yet. I, I would, think I would never get. An, I think an you should think about the. You're gonna have to eventually, bro. I like I mean, loud. You I like loud. Only? I like loud motors. That's not even it, dude. I like to smell them. I mean, I love loud motors. See, yeah, that doesn't do anything for That's me. That's not even it. That's I could just, do without them, bro. AI, AI is gonna be. Bro, AI, AI is gonna ruin this world. She's gonna drive you over a cliff. Government is gonna ruin this world. I agree. If, yeah, Electric so cars can be turned off like that, bro. You're about to you're about to hit with the political thing because it's such a big thing. I right know. Now. I'm not getting it. I'm just saying. I mean, that is a good point. That is a good point. I'll take it. I'm just saying it's a possibility. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but... Now, if you were to get one, would you get a little uh, like a charger out here? I mean, I feel like you'd have to, right? Right, yeah. you got to get a charger. You, I, I wouldn't do it with no... Char- like, I, I mean, in the studio. I wouldn't... Oh, in the studio? Not in the studio, but outside or whatever. I'd probably want it in my house. Right, right. You know, I, get I feel that, like yeah. in my house would make more sense than the studio, but 
I would never be one of those people that has no charger and they have to like go places and just like chill you know, like and charge Walmart your car. And just sit like, there? No way. <laughs> no, now you gotta install one at way. least somewhere where you're yeah. gonna be all the time. Somewhere. That's what I was sure. wondering here, because I feel like you're here more than your home. Is that true? Oh, I'm definitely here or at the store more than I'm home. I mean, I'm like a, I'm not like a super early morning person, although I should be. Yeah. And like some days I'm up early, some days I'm not. I feel like that's. I feel like there's just such like a, a stigma, I guess, of like people that own businesses and that work hard and whatever you're supposed to be up at the fucking crack of dawn and like getting after it like i wanted to have my own business and and do these things so that i could do what the fuck i want to do and still make enough money to support my life and my family and you know whatever so like if i want to sleep in till 10 o'clock someday i'm gonna sleep in till 10 o'clock and go to work then you know like i don't i don't have set hours but sometimes that can be deadly Cause then I get carried away and I'm like a week into fucking sleeping until 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. And I'm and like, you're way fucking, behind on shit. Yeah. And then I'm just like the wasting the day, you know? See, that's what I don't like about it because like right now I have to wake up like majority of the days pretty early, but like I would like love to wake up a little bit later in the day and then stay up later. So that's what I do. Yeah. So like I'm, so I worked construction for six years before I opened the store. I was up at five 30 in the morning, every single day right. off doing work. 12, 13, 14 hour days. And then when I didn't have to do that anymore, I was like, okay, cool. Now I can make my own hours. Like the store opens at noon. Fuck am I going to do before the shop opens? You know what I mean? Like back when I was first starting that business, I had no idea what I was doing. So I was just like, yeah, show up at 1150. Sick. You know, (laughs) obviously that, uh, thought process has, has, is long gone now, but you know, it was nice, nice to do for a little while. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough, man, the waking up early and being on a schedule. And I yeah. feel like once I have kids and stuff, I'm going to have to do it all over again. Like I did when I had construction and would have to get up super early. So for now, I'm going to take advantage of not having to do that. And then when I have kids and I'm like actually really settled, we'll get back into that routine, you know? Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So... Like day to day, like how much, how much on average sleep do you get? Um, I like to get five hours. Like I, I need at least five. If I go over eight, I'm more tired than I would have been if I slept for five. So I try to stick right around like five to six hours. Um, I usually am up depending on the day between eight and 10 somewhere in there. That's usually when I get up. I get here, I try to get here by like nine or 10 every single day. Um, And then I'm here or from here, I go to the store and then back to here, vice versa. Um, And I usually get home around nine, 10, 11 some days. And then I usually sit in bed on the computer for a couple more hours, either finishing editing, going through emails, planning shit for the next day. Um, Yeah, so I usually am up to like two-ish, three-ish, four-ish. Oh, shit, just keeps going. (laughs) Like, it just depends on the day. Like, I'm a horrible sleeper, so like I struggle really bad to fall asleep, so... 
my mind just is usually racing. So I'm like struggling to fall asleep. You know, the, the perfect example is the other night I had to be up super early for something. I can't remember what it was, but I was laying in bed, could not fall asleep. Last time I looked at the clock, it was 4.40 a.m. And I had to be up at like 7.30 or 8. And like, you know, days like that suck so much. Yeah. I hate it. But I've always been like that. My mom told me when I was little, I used to stay up and watch Walker, Texas Ranger till like <laughs> two in the morning when I was a kid and would never want to go to sleep. So I feel like I've just always been like that. That's definitely like me too. Like I, I can't fall asleep. Now, my thing is, do you have an issue waking up in the morning? Not really. See, I'm a heavy ass sleeper. Like some days, like some days I will. And it depends on what I did the night before. You know what I mean? Like if I was drinking or like yeah, I get that. doing something, then obviously I struggle to wake up a lot more. But like if I need to get up for something, I'm, I'm up and I'm ready to go. And, you know, I, I get moving. Yeah, I get that. But I also feel like I'm a lot more creative at night, which always ends up making me stay up later. If I'm like working on something or I get into something, I like have to stay up until I finish it. Like I can't just like stop and then finish it the next day. I right. have to like, it's like something that like I have to like get out of me. So I'm like, I have to like finish it and get it out of me or I'm never going to be able to fall asleep, you know? Yeah, I get it. Do you make like to-do lists every day kind of? I make to-do lists very often. Like, very often. So you're bored littered over here all the time. Yeah. Is that I'm, like you're doing or everybody in here? I do that. Okay. Um, I'm crazy about it. I'm also super forgetful. So, like, I have to make lists and write things down or it's, like, gone. Yeah. You just forget, you know. I need to get in the habit That's of that. Exactly. I, I do daily to-do lists and yeah. stuff. And I fucking, I sleep five hours maybe every night. Yeah, too, I'm usually getting around way. five every night. Yeah. It's, Yeah. But like, I suck at waking you, up. Here's my question. Do you ever feel like you bite off more than you can chew? Because I feel like that all the time. Every day. Okay. Literally every single day, just about, I feel like I've bitten off more than I can chew. It's like a never-ending cycle, and I just keep doing it to myself over and over again. <laughs> I, I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm punishing myself for, like, no reason. But I'll just, I'm always, like, starting a new project or doing something new or trying to build something old or you know anything i'm just always trying to do too much i feel, but I feel like. like it's way better to do that than to do nothing not bite yeah. off yeah enough right. well i think yeah. a lot of people are like scared to to like take those steps and do those things too and you know and that can be like your worst enemy ever is just like your fear of doing something and failing or doing something and not being able to actually do it you know like this place is a perfect example of that like I just started this whole like video content creation business two years ago maybe and like we're profitable both years but like nothing ridiculous like nothing that got me enough that I should have a building like this you know right. what I mean but I just saw that we were consistently doing well year after year. And instead of waiting three more years to feel comfortable about getting a building like this, I was like, fuck it. We're going to get there anyway. So we're just going to do it now and hope for the best. And like, 
will steadily increase everything we're doing over time and be able to afford and pay for and take care of this building you know and you're one step ahead of everybody else i feel that's that's another thing that i also which is a big reason why i made the decision to do this because i was like if i don't do it now so many people pick up a camera and they're like yeah i make content and i know how to take pictures and make videos like everybody does that yeah so it got to a point where I was like, if I don't do this and like make a fantasy factory studio type place, somebody else is going to do it. And I'm going to be pissed that I sat around and waited thinking that I needed a couple more years to be comfortable and feel good about it. Like, you know, sometimes you also like, I feel like you have to jump into things, even if they're terrifying, because it's going to push you so much harder to make it work and, and to live out that dream whatever that dream is like knowing that in the back of your mind that you can't really do it like you just kind of got to jump in and make it it work (laughs) i feel like you always need an outside force somewhat whether it's like kids a wife whatever it is that that is my you need something pushing you to go farther than you normally would for sure like yeah (laughs) i dude working out like if you if you've ever worked out with a trainer compared to just working out on your own, oh yeah, you can do the same exact workout. It's not going to feel even close to doing it with a trainer. Right? Yeah, you go so much you. harder when someone's yeah. you're doing it for something. Same idea. Yeah. With business, yeah. I think. I think like the biggest thing for me, like when I first opened the store, I was like a young kid. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but I had money to blow and waste pretty much. So. I was doing it, I was really doing it for me. Like, I wanted to be able to say, I own a store, like, this is my store. You know, like, I, it was very, like, a selfish kind of thing. Like, I just wanted, I wanted to be that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like as I'm getting older and doing more things, it's starting to become less about me and more about the people around me and, like, trying to, get other people around me to succeed so I feel like I've I've put myself in a good place at this point like I've set myself up pretty well for the future I hope at least and I feel like I'm I'm good like I'm happy with the things that I've accomplished I'm happy with the things that I've done they're way more than I ever would have thought that I would have done like I dropped out of high school didn't finish high school have no college degree had no plans for anything and somehow ended up here so like I'm happy with what I have done and now I feel like I'm at a point where I want to help other people around me succeed and live out the things that they want to do and help them build you know what they're doing i think that that makes me happier at the end of the day than anything i could do for myself really that's like the coolest thing because like a lot of people who are really well established aren't really like like that i get selfish yeah i feel like it's been the opposite for me honestly like i feel like the selfish like i was a hundred percent super selfish in the beginning and like with the store and everything but I feel like that sense like went away a little bit. I just don't care as much about it. Like, you know, I, I'm just, I'm super happy and grateful for the things that I've done and where I've gotten. So like, I'm good with helping other people and like getting them to where they want to be. You Here's know? my question. Have you ever had to like draw the line with somebody like that gets too leechy or? 
they ask for too much or I've definitely been in situations like that but sometimes I feel like it's my own doing like sometimes I feel like I give too much and I never expect anything in return but then sometimes people take advantage of that and they'll you know like people know that I'm I'm nice and like try to try to help other people. So there's definitely been some situations where like that's come to like bite me in the ass a little bit. But at the same in the same breath, I'll be a fucking asshole and turn around and be like, fuck you. You know what I mean? If if someone's like trying to get one over on me or something and I know I'm I'm not gonna be cool about it anymore. Yeah. You know? Right. I get it. Yeah. It's just like I I don't know. Like I've I've met a few people over, the, especially doing a podcasting thing, where like that 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 becomes to sort of seem like a trend. Like where somebody who like shit they they've made they've established themselves and like they've done this and done that. Like they're okay with where they are. They're comfortable and they're starting to help other people. And like that's really what they put themselves towards. I think that's like the coolest thing. I'm not, like out of doing but the whole podcast. Do you- What's that? I've, I feel like you almost have to be selfish at first. Oh, you do. That's what I mean, though. Yeah, like yeah. you have to. That's what I'm saying. They okay, were selfish. Yeah. yeah. But like, and like now they're. To be honest, like you kind of have to be somewhat selfish forever your whole life. You always have to oh, be definitely. worrying about yourself first. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I think there's small situations and like interactions and things that go on in life where you can kind of put your selfishness aside just a little bit to like better help somebody else. And I think that a lot of people too just don't realize how good it feels to do something like that until they do it, but they never do it. So then they never realize how good it feels. Right. So then it never gets done. But it's like, if you would just like be selfless for a second and like give, give somebody else more than you would take for yourself and you realize like how much you can do for somebody or help somebody, people would do that more often i yeah, guess you know definitely yeah and that's like i feel like a lot of people think too that like because i own the seller and like whatever i'm super rich and have all this money and like that's probably why i was able to open the studio and like whatever just to put all of that to rest all of the money from this studio did not come from the store did not come from my personal money any any personal money that I have, I keep completely separate from both of my businesses. I just started taking a paycheck at the seller a year and a half ago, maybe. Like, for the first three-plus years that we were open, we took zero dollars, took no money. Everything went back into the business. Uh, you know, for a minute there, I had nothing. Like, I saved up a shit ton of money going in, like, when I first opened the store from doing construction and whatever else. And I used all that money to to buy inventory and open the store. And I was like, it's all good because now I'm opening the store and I'm going to have all this money. I'll be fine, you know? That was not the case at all. I opened the store and it was just more money, more money, more (laughs) money. I didn't make any money. And for a minute there, I was like fucking broke. Like had nothing. Like Like, literally, literally was like living with my girlfriend at the time. She was paying the rent she owned the house and paying like her mortgage and like I was supposed to be contributing every month and there were some months where I was like I'll get you in like a week like I can't even pay you right now you know and like that went on for a little while and then the camera shit really started to pick up and I started getting clients there and started building up some money there and 
then I started being able to take a paycheck from the store. So like then that really helped. And like, you know, we, we take a paycheck from the store, but it's not anything like crazy. Life changing. It, it, no, it's not anything life changing. And That's, like it could be, yeah. but like we're trying to be modest about it right now because we just started doing the whole payroll thing and we're trying to make sure that we can handle it and everything is going smooth. So like we're taking a lot less than we should be right now. Right. But as every year that goes on, we're going to increase that number and increase that number until we're at a spot that we're comfortable with. And it's such a common misconception. Like you said though, like just because people see you doing things and doing like bigger things, like not even bigger, just shit doing things. Right. Like you're not just posting selfies on Instagram. Like you're, you're promoting something or doing things. Yeah. Literally as simple as that. Like (laughs) people probably think, He's rich as fuck because of selling merch. People fucking ask me for fucking free shit on whether it was tea for my shit. I'm like, Brian, broke as a motherfucker. You yeah. have no idea. Him too. Like, it's crazy. Him. He's 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 sneaky about his cash, but <laughs> but like I'm people broke. people think like yeah, like people think are like how many times that happened to you? Like people ask you for shit. I had a kid the other day, like last month, asked me for a fucking PlayStation Five. I'm like, what do you even mean? Like you don't, I don't even have a PlayStation Five. Yeah, that's a lot. Like, what does that mean? What do you mean you want a PlayStation Five? Yeah, just a random DM. What? Yeah, no. it's crazy. I, I don't even have that. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's just that. like I feel like people have always thought that, and like to be honest, I had way more money before I opened my first business. I had way more. I had like stupid money. Yeah. Uh, I because I had a lot of money to throw away I, I did exactly that I fucking blew it all and spent it all on stupid things thinking that I was going to open this business and it was going to go great and I was going to be making millions of dollars and I dug myself a huge fucking hole that I've been digging myself out of ever since you know and like for people that think you need all of this money to like start a business or do something like this like this 11,000 square foot studio like we had barely enough money coming into this to build out the whole thing and do it all. Like I'm still budgeting every day and like making sure that we're good and like everything is cool. Like it was, it was not an easy thing. And we did not come into this with a hundred thousand or a million dollars in our bank account, just ready to, ready to go. You know what I mean? We're just like any other person out there that's has some uh, decent little client base built up and is making videos out of their house or whatever, you know? Anybody can do this. You just have to believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing and know that you're going to find a way to make it work. End of story. That's all you have to do. You can do it with little to no money, you know? You just need enough money to pay that security deposit, your first month's rent, get the furniture and the stuff that you need in here, and then from there you figure out the rest as you go. That's it. Some fucking life I, I don't want the people to get it twisted out there, though. This guy is very smart with his money. I definitely smart. am. I try to be. You know, <laughs> I try to be. You got, a, you got a house that you're renting out, and then you're renting. I just yourself. sold it. I just sold oh, the you house. Just sold it? Yeah, I sold the house. I did have a rental property, yes, and I paid cash for it, yes. Um, <laughs> but that was five years ago. That was right. So, like, when I was opening the store, I had a lot of money saved up from just years of working and other shit, whatever. I took the money that I had, I bought a house, paid cash. It was 97000 nothing crazy. 
I bought a truck, paid cash. And then I took the rest of the money that I had left over, put it all into inventory for the store. I literally had like a $10,000 nest egg that I was living off of for like two years. And like a little bit of money here and there that I would take from the shop. But other than that, that was it. And that those were the times that I was just talking about where I was like really fucking struggling there for a second because I wasn't smart with my money at that point in life. Yeah. And then I realized, okay, now I have some assets and I need to start being smart with my money and not just throwing it all away. I'm not young. I'm not as young as I was. I'm not so much of a kid anymore. I have to like start doing things that actually matter for the future and whatever. So yeah, I just sold that that rental property. Ended up getting two hundred and thirty thousand. Bought it for ninety seven thousand. So it was great. But guess what? Now I'm engaged. My fiance is bugging me every day about buying a fucking house. So now the money that I got from that investment should be in my pocket. Really should be going into another investment, but I'm using it to buy a fucking house to keep everybody happy and you know. Do the husband duty and the family thing. It's a life thing. (laughs) It's a life thing. And, like, it's scary as fuck, but, like, you have to, you know, you got to start doing those things at some point. It's just crazy to think about. So you're looking at houses. I've been looking at, I looked at houses yesterday Uh for three hours. Because you were living for free for a while. You were renting and living for free. I mean, yeah, I was renting my apartment in the city, but I was also getting rent from the property that I owned in Depew. So like the rent money that I was getting every month, technically I wasn't really using it to pay my rent, but it was all going into a bank account and they kind of canceled each other out. So like I was technically kind of living for free because I was getting 1,400 a month for rent at my rental property. And I was also paying 1,400 a month for my apartment in the city. So, like, yeah, pretty much, like, living for free for a minute there. Good yeah. management. Yeah, it worked for, for a while. Yeah. I would have loved to have sold that house and then bought another rental to, to rent out or, like, a double or something. But, like I said, I have to be a family man now, so I have to... <laughs> find a real home to live in and I can't be fucking living in the city and spending four hours a day at home anymore you know I literally just go home to sleep and wake up in the morning and then I'm gone immediately I don't really spend too much time at home committed motherfucker yeah you have to be man you gotta be committed definitely I like working from home see I'm it gets distracting sometimes but I did that for a while too, like especially when I first started like the video shit. I was like editing, shooting stuff at home. I set up a little studio in my kitchen at one point, but I would never get nearly as much done because there's so many distractions. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Like (laughs) doing doing video work or editing at home is the most distracting thing. It really can be. Oh my god! (laughs) You just you need like a quiet area. Oh. Not even if it wasn't quiet, just somewhere where, like, you go there and it's like, oh, shit, well, like, I'm here now. I got to do it. Like, it's not like, ah, well, I could do this instead for a little bit. Right. And then never get to it type thing. That's almost like part of the problem with this place 
is that like we have like a lounge area, couches, 85 Shit. inch TV, yeah. like a fucking futon that lays out into a bed. Like if I want to come in and just like fuck off all day, I could do that easily, still, you too. know, and I don't feel like, yeah, we got like arcade games and pool tables and a basketball court and like, you know, like I could easily yeah. just come in and be like, eh, I'm not doing anything today. I'm going to fucking play <laughs> basketball and sit on my phone and. Sometimes I catch myself doing that every once in a while, but got to get the work done, man. It's like me on TikTok. Catch myself scrolling through TikTok for like a half hour. That like, too. Shit. Yeah. That's why like I try really hard not to really go on my phone that much during the day. I try to like save my scrolling in like Instagram, TikTok shit for when I get home at night and I'm laying in bed. But then my fiance gets pissed because she's like, this is the only time we get to spend together and now you're on your fucking phone and like, whatever. <laughs> so it's like, you really can't win, man. You that can't. The <laughs> there's no winning. Like, you can either do it here and like miss out on a few hours of work or you can go home and do it there and then your significant other gets pissed <laughs> and like, either way, you're fucking losing. So you just kind of got to pick your battles, I guess. That shit is so true, though. It's so <laughs> true, man. <laughs> and like yeah. nothing she's not doing anything wrong you know what i no, mean it's not her it. it's not her fault you understand it's just like yeah i mean if i were her i would be fucking pissed too yeah you me know too. like yeah but like when you think about it like we started this podcast off with like how how spoiled or not even spoiled just how different of a time and like like even just that i know you don't mean it like that but like we're treating it like that in this aspect like like, I want to have my scroll time. <laughs> right. But, like, nobody else used to have that. Yeah, no. But, like, yeah. but, like it's, like, such a big thing now. Like, I want it. <laughs> like, I want my scroll well, time just for like, an hour, not even. You ha also have to, like, especially with, I feel like what I do with the store and the studio, you have to keep up with oh my God, things yeah. that are going on in the world and, like, trends that are going on on social media and shit. And, like, I don't really care about it that much. But, like, for my business sake, I would be doing my business and injustice by not keeping up and following along with the things that are going on because Definitely then up. I can't turn that over and put that same thing into the businesses that I have and, and help them grow and, and do better, you know? Yeah. So it's like you kind of have to like do the scrolling thing and, and get yeah. that time going. Holy shit. You on TikTok. Yeah. Like you have to know what the trends are. I you know. can't just hop on right. and just be like make and something it, random. It sucks right now because my whole for you page is just Andrew Tate. <laughs> oh my god. I'm, I'm sorry. The Andrew Tate thing, dude. What you see that you, guy right? I don't even know who the yeah. fuck that is. Okay. I was about to get I was, I was about say. to ask him. No, but, all right, all right. Don't even get into it. Don't even Yeah, get into we can it. change the subject. If he doesn't know who it is. I wanted to ask how is it like cuz obviously your fiance has a business, you have a business. Yep. How is it being a couple that you both It's fucking awesome. Is it? Like it's fucking awesome. Like I'm just so happy for her and like so proud of her and like everything that she's done like it's crazy when we first met like she was working for another salon and like you know there's two types of people in the world there's people that are meant to be employees of a business and there are people that are meant to own businesses and do their own thing i think a lot of people nowadays think that they are meant to own a business and think that that's what they want to do when in reality it's really not and I think when I first met her, I thought that she was an employee type person. Like, you know, she liked that structure. 
I don't think that she was like super ambitious at the time. Like she was happy with what she was doing. She was making good money. So like it was cool, you know, whatever. But then COVID hit and before COVID, she had told me, she was like, I want to open my own salon. She had wanted to do it since she was a kid. She always knew that she wanted to do hair and makeup. That was like her thing, even when she was a baby. So like she always had a dream of opening a salon, but never really had the opportunity or never did it. Then we were together. I had already owned a few businesses at the time and like had been around the block, had done it. So she told me like, you know, I want to open my own salon. And I was like, no, like you, you shouldn't, you should do what you're doing because you're very good at what you do. And you have a good setup in a situation right now, like where you work, like stick with that. So time went on and COVID happened and then everyone needed haircuts. And all of a sudden my kitchen was full of people getting their haircut every day. And she was doing all these haircuts out of our apartment on Elmwood. And I was like, fuck maybe this would actually work. So I was like, all right, you want to open a salon? Let's do it. I'll give you the money to get everything up and running and off the ground. I gave her a little bit of money, not even a lot. And within like six months of her being open, she paid me back all the money and was killing it. Like I tried to help her like as much as I could, but obviously I don't really know much about the hair industry and like how that stuff works. But, like, in terms of, like, setting the business up and, like, getting everything running and, like, doing that kind of stuff, I was able to help a little bit. But, like, she really did her thing, man. Like, she really did a complete 180. She went from me thinking that she was an employee-type person to being, like, a very strong-minded business owner person, like, within a few months. That's cool. And, yeah, it was just really cool to, like, watch the whole process and, like, see her do all of that and like you know she's only been open for two years so like she's still going through it all and still doing everything it's crazy it's crazy she's doing so good good for her good for her but yeah it's nice to like come home every day and like she understands because i own businesses that i'm answering emails or doing things or like i'm not always fully present when we're doing stuff because i'm thinking about something else or doing something else she understands that because now she is in that situation so like i think we have a better understanding of each other because we both kind of are doing like the same thing in a sense so that's like super helpful and i think a big part of the reason why our relationship will last long term you know good yeah that's good Uh, honestly were were you like always entrepreneurial like growing up so when i was in middle school, I started, they took the, uh, the pop machines out of our school. So like we had soda machines and snack machines where there was like candy bars, pop, whatever. They took them out and they replaced them with like fucking vegan smart water and flavored water and granola bars and bullshit. So that's kind of where it started. My dad has always worked for a company but he has a very entrepreneurial spirit about him and he always had side hustles and did other things so I think I get it a lot of it from him but when that happened with our pop machines in school I was like I'm gonna just start selling that shit 
you know? Yeah. So my dad would take me up to, like, the NOCO, and, and I would buy, like, 12 packs, cans of pop, and, like, <laughs> boxes of Snickers and shit. And I started selling them out of school, and my dad used to, like, encourage the fuck out of it. He would be like, yeah, like, let's see how much money you bring home tomorrow. You know what I mean? He was, like, mad cool about it. Yeah. Then I got in trouble for doing it. They wouldn't let me do it anymore, so I had to stop doing it. And then it turned into burning CDs. I was like, I can burn CDs at my house. And I knew how to, like, get CDs early, like, before they came out, like, bootleg ones. Yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. probably wasn't even, like, the real album, but, like, it had, like, a few songs on it. Yeah. So then I started doing that. And I remember, like, 50 Cent and Kanye West released an album on the same day. And oh, that man. was when it really popped off. <laughs> and I had burned a bunch of the CDs, like, the day that they came out and brought them all into school. And I was, like, hustling CDs out of my backpack. <laughs> and, like, was, it, was it, did you use, like, LimeWire? Yeah, yeah, like LimeWire. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck, I don't even know what else. Definitely LimeWire. I feel like there's another one. What is the other one? Um, like, not Napster. Napster Not was, like, Napster. a little bit before my time. Yeah, Napster was... I, I used to use Napster a little bit. Yeah, either it's way, like, LimeWire was, like, the big one. LimeWire was a go-to. Yeah, so, yeah. like, I was doing that, which, speaking of LimeWire, they're about to launch, like, some NFT yeah, I saw thing that. Really? now, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking LimeWire? Yeah, dude. Oh, my they're God. making a comeback. Making a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel like that's kind of where it started. And then, you know, I high school came and I just turned into like a really bad kid I was like my parents were divorced and like their dynamic was like horrible and I was kind of stuck in the middle of it and I was like a completely different person then than I am now and I was just a fucking awful child like I feel so bad for my parents and like the shit that I put them through like just so terrible man so many bad things and I kept the hustler's mentality all through high school. Just anything I could flip and sell or do or whatever, I was always doing it. And then I had to obviously get a real job because once I was done with high school, that wasn't enough money to survive. So, And it was just like I, I still wanted to look like I was at least like a halfway decent human being in society. So I was right. like, I have to like get a real job, you know. I can't just like hustle all day yeah. you know so got a real job and could still continue to like flip and hustle things on the side and then it came time to open the store so yeah I feel like middle school is probably really when like the whole like hustler mentality kind of started and just progressed from there selling candy bars and pop to selling fucking sneakers and I was goddamn videography. <laughs> yep. I used to steal. Have you ever used like Uniball pens? Yeah. I used to steal those from the art room. You fucking and jerk sell them. You asshole. And I got caught. Yeah. You used but. to steal pens from your own art room and then sell them at school. Yeah. People were that wow. dumb in your class. Who yeah. even cared that they much were about too scared a pen? To, That's what I'm saying. They were too scared to steal them, so I would just take them. It's just Brothers crazy to do. me because, like, I could have gave two fucks about having a nice pen in high school. That's what I'm saying. No, I was like, people, it was like cramp. this thing. What are they? What, what is it? Uniball. It's like a, it's not a gel pen. It's like a super nice pen. They're actually, like, kind of expensive for a pen. Okay. But I was just like, yeah, give me a dollar. I'll just, like, get a couple dollars, go get Choco Tacos. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, Fucking pen. when lunch was going on, 
I would buy extra, like when it was chicken patty day, I would buy extra chicken patties and I would stash them. And towards the end of the day, when lunches Bro, were over <laughs> and people were hungry again, I would bring those chicken patties back out that I had snagged from earlier in the day and sell those. No, you wouldn't. Swear to God. Oh, my God. Swear to God. <laughs> when, I was, when I was really young. Oh, here we go. The entrepreneur. I used to save my happy, my happy meal toys. My family had a, like a summer garage sale every year. I would save them all, and I would sell them at the garage sale. <laughs> so, money. funny story. I think what, like, really got me into, like, flipping shit and, like, thinking about, like, sneaker market, when I was in middle school, too, I had a friend. His name was Devin. His dad used to sell shit on eBay. He would go to, like, flea markets, estate sales, like, whatever, and he would buy junk, kind of like the Gary V model, yeah. and he would sell it on eBay. And during the summer, he would bring us to flea markets with him and he would set up tables and he would sell shit. And he would be like, anything that you guys sell, I'll give you like a dollar, two dollars from like every sale that you make. So I was out there at like flea markets, like trying to sell his like junk. And like we would walk out of there with like 30 or 40 bucks at the end of the day. And I was like, yo, this is the coolest shit, man. Like I want to sell shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that probably added added to it. Shit. Probably a lot of things that added to it. I really honestly though bring it all back to my dad because yeah. he was just like really he was a hustler, man. Like he still is to this day. Like he'll flip anything. So like he I feel like he instilled that in me and I was just always the same way, but he also always worked a regular job, like always. So he kind of had the best of both worlds, I guess. Right. You know, it's crazy. Uh, you got anything else real quick before? I think I'm good. Yeah. Real quick before we wrap up, I also, like, I know we did it with Nick, but I want to give a massive shot. <coughs> oh, my God, not the time. There's <laughs> something in the throat. Massive I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it to Adam to shout out the Legacy House. Yes. The beautiful home of the Botch Pod now. But take it away. Yeah, um... Shout out to Nick and Taylor and Derek and Hopfer and everyone that's helped get this place to where it is. I mean, without, I mean, especially without Nick, like I, I started doing the whole video thing and opened a smaller studio and brought Nick in and kind of like took him under my wing and tried to help him and show him things. And then he really did his own thing with it and got more into sports and whatever, but he's always like stuck with me by whatever like crazy decision or like ideas or things that I wanted to do. He was always like there for it and was always down to help with like whatever I needed and never asked for anything in return. So definitely shout out to them and Nick, especially I couldn't, couldn't have done it without them. And I, definitely couldn't do any of this without the whole team that we have here Taylor, Derek, Hopfer, everybody they've been huge and everybody at the cellar, if it wasn't for everyone at the cellar, I would have to spend way more time there and I also would not be able to do as much as I'm able to do, it's just all about building a good team and Alvin, Willie Seth, everybody at the cellar that has helped me be able to be here and spend more time doing other things. I just appreciate all those guys so much and definitely couldn't do it without them. 
that's dope. And if you guys even. haven't been here, by the time this drops, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. I mean, seriously, we're still building. Factory. We're still building. Still building. Still building. Still building. Yeah, we, you haven't even had the grand opening yet. We have not had the opening no. party yet. To be honest, I'm waiting until it cools down a little bit and it's not so hot. Um, we're not getting air conditioning in here till next summer because it's so fucking expensive. But uh, come like fall, we're going to do the opening party. But we're still like, we're like 70% built in here. We still got to do the podcast room and a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, we're, we're still doing stuff. So yeah, come check it out. I'm telling you what, seriously. And yes. It's not hard to find on Instagram because Adam's link is in description. Yep. So make sure you find the Legacy House Instagram. I don't know what it'll be by the time this video, this podcast uploads. But shit, I'm telling you, you guys got to come here. Yep. They got everything. The I fucking Legacy it. House. Yes. At Welcome to Legacy House, at The X Seller, and my personal Instagram at AKX Adam. God damn we'll right. tag them all in the description. Let's go. They'll be down there. For sure. Appreciate right, you guys for having me on. Appreciate Thanks it, man. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Peace. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh. Like, comment, Here subscribe. Otherwise, you're a big, big fat pussy bitch. I let you finish it. Oh. <laughs> Do you know Fucking losers over here.